Hey everybody, this is Rachel Brumberger, and you're listening to Unscripted for all things healing and well-being. I'm so glad that you're here for your weekly dose of real talk, deep love, and medicine. Wellness and healing are never a one-size-fits-all thing. What everybody needs is different. My guests and I are always preparing information for you based on our experiences, whether that's personal or clinical or teaching, whatever it is, whatever walk we come from, so that you can gain a gem every time you listen and apply it straight away to transform your life and your health. Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Unscripted. Can you believe it is already fully August? I just keep being like just totally amazed at how speedily the summer has gone not to freak anybody out I just time is moving at such a fascinating I don't know fascinating rhythm and um it's blowing me out of the water so anyway I'm really happy to be back with you today I hope you have had a wonderful weekend and I have something really special to share with you today Uh, My good friend, Rachel Blair, who you might recognize from an episode we did here back in February, I had Rachel on Unscripted and the episode is called Getting an Alignment, Healing Your Mindset. Um, She interviewed me in late spring, early summer on her podcast, which is called Raising Vibrant Kids, which I love. And if you are a parent, a teacher, aunt, uncle, grandparent, sibling, if you are interested in the next generation, I highly recommend you check out her podcast because every episode is fantastic and she's just an incredible spirit. Um, I was lucky enough to be interviewed by Rachel, like I said, back in the late spring, early summer, and our episode together on Raising Vibrant Kids launched in early June of this year, 2022. It's episode number 13. It's called Health and Wellbeing and it's with me. Rachel, your host here. So she was kind enough to share the audio with me and let me share it here on Unscripted. I think sometimes it's really, I love this medium of being in podcast world because you can have conversations with people, be on a panel, interview a panel, interview a person, have a discussion, be interviewed, and each different way you get different things out of it. Um, I've it took me a minute to actually get to pod, like get to being a podcast listener. Even I was like way late in the game myself a couple of years ago, but once I did, it just became this medium that I fell in love with. And anyhow, I think this conversation is really fun. Rachel is an amazing person to converse with. She is excellent at answering questions. She's excellent at asking them, and she has this really incredible way of hearing like hearing the important thing that was said and summing it up really beautifully. So I always love talking to her. I always, always learn something when I do. And when I came back to listen to the audio she sent, I just got reminded of all the beautiful things we talked about that day. It's a really rich conversation about our health and well-being. And what's fun for me about this is you get to hear more of me as a practitioner and a clinician and somebody with a health journey myself and as a parent. So instead of me doing the asking, I'm doing the talking more. It's fun. I, I we, we laughed and we talked about some really significant things that we think matter in our own journeys and in the world. You'll hear the whole episode. I've just went ahead and dropped it in for you fully. So you'll get her intro, her music, her key takeaways at the end, which I think are, you know, it's it's beautiful to get to hear how somebody else put something creatively together. And I didn't want to take anything away from that. So here it is. Enjoy. And I will, um, yeah, here it is and enjoy. Yes, all of our bodies believe what we tell them. That's for me, a universal truth. That's how connected we are. And that feedback loop is two ways. My body's also constantly telling my consciousness things. So it is a two-way, it's a two-way communication loop.
Welcome, welcome to Raising Vibrant Kids. I'm your host, Rachel Blair. I am super excited for today. My good friend, Rachel Brumberger, is here. She is so good. She is a master acupuncturist, herbalist, Chinese nutrition therapy practitioner, and wellness coach. You guys, she's amazing. She specializes in women's health, digestive disorders, and mental health conditions. And in addition to her clinical practice, she writes and hosts the Healing and Wellbeing podcast, Unscripted. And she's an adjunct and clinical faculty member at the Maryland University of Integrative Health. Rachel's been featured in publications and received rewards for her work in the healing space. And she appears as a guest on podcasts and interviews where she relishes in awe-inspiring conversations about medicine, well-being, and especially exploring the human experience with other like-hearted people. Rachel loves good laughs, delicious meals with friends, movie nights with her husband, and family fun time with their young daughter. I really hope that you enjoy today's conversation. If we don't have our health, it's really hard to do anything. I don't think that in this episode, Rachel uses the term flesh suit, but she is the first person that I heard use that. And it just, it's such a good terminology for our bodies. And so she has a lot of fun wisdom and I hope you really enjoy her. Let's dive in. All right. (laughs) So today we have Rachel Brumberger from Unscripted here. I'm so excited that you're here today. I I just love you. (laughs) I just love you. Thank you. I love you too. And I'm excited also. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for having me. So Rachel has a podcast called Unscripted and she is bringing so much information on health and well-being. And so I wanted to have you on today because it's really important for all of us to think about our health and our well-being. If we're not mm-hmm. healthy, we don't, you know, we can't function. We don't have mm-hmm. anything. So mm-hmm. do you mind just introducing yourself and talking about what you do? Yes. Okay. Hello everyone. So I'm a clinical acupuncturist. I've been doing that for about a decade. I started studying Chinese medicine and East Asian medicine back in 2010 after arriving to it for my own healing and well-being journey in 2009 and then I just fell in love and went to school uh, and in that journey well I was previously to that always interested in natural medicine like even as a child I didn't occur to me I could participate in that as a career when I was younger but even as a kid and then I had engaged with some holistic practitioners and some indigenous medicine, lots of different things that I had been exposed to along the way. I didn't recognize the pattern until I kind of got to acupuncture school. And then I was like, oh, I've always loved this. Like I've always been interested in all the places where there's medicine in the world and plant medicine and using stones and crystals and shamans. And, you know, and I had done a lot of therapy and nutrition stuff in my own healing journey prior to arriving to become a clinician. And so that primed me, I think in school to be, have a big ear, I guess, and a big appetite for all of the things that make a difference. Right. And one of my teachers, Diane Connolly would always say, you know, um, good medicine is whatever works. And we could pick that Mm -hmm. statement apart if we want to, but ultimately what I've learned over the years is that each person's unique construct, their unique way of being who you are in your constitution and the way you manifest in this lifetime means that each of us have different needs for what, what does health even look like? What is that? What is well-being? How are those two things different? And how do we get there? How do we improve our situation when we're feeling unwell And what is it each of us uniquely needs? So in my clinical practice with acupuncture and herbs and food and lifestyle things, I do a lot of coaching because most of us just don't know. Yeah. And so when I fell in love with acupuncture, I inadvertently fell in love with coaching people on their health and teaching people, which I actually really love teaching. And so I also teach acupuncture students. Um, and my patients. So it's a really fun to do both and be in the language of both. And then I started the podcast with you, like at the same time as you reach. And I wanted to cast a wider net 
for people to start being able to hear themselves differently and listen to what's available and be able to then build their individual toolbox of wellness skills, basically. Yeah. I mean, I love your podcast. Your podcast is so good and all your wisdom that you bring to it about wellness and, and you're also a mom, right? Like you, yeah. (laughs) Of a beautiful, beautiful one. I'm a married person. (laughs) I have a child of a a wonderful little person that I adore. (laughs) (laughs) Who's amazing at reading stories. (laughs) She's so cute. She is. She's so good. She is. She's a great storyteller. I love that you, number one, went down your own healing path, healing journey, and kind of found what you needed and that you're open to like what, to just kind of opening it up for people, like kind of figure out what you need, like go ahead and be exploratory and figure it out. Be exploratory. Oh yeah. It's the best word. Be exploratory and know too, because I think a lot of, so, you know, your, your listening audience, families, parents, we have a lot of life under our belts usually, but you know, like what, depending on when we become a parent and then we just keep collecting those life experiences. So whether we began parenting in our teens or twenties or thirties or forties, you're collecting all this life along the way. And one thing I also want to make sure people kind of know themselves to be exploratory, which I love you said that because it changes over time, we change and what maybe worked for me when I was 20 doesn't work for me at 41. What maybe worked for me at 32 doesn't work for me at, in my 40s. And, and to be exploratory, knowing that there, it's not a destination. We don't arrive at our health and wellness as if it's uh, constant. It's not. It's, a, it's continuously changing. We are continuously changing. And so that exploration that you just pointed out, that's a lifelong yeah. adventure that we're on. You and I have spoken about our own journeys together because I feel like we've both gone through things yeah. in our 20s and our 30s. And we both recognize that being healthy as a parent is really important to be present for our children, to be in our bodies, to be um, able, physically able to do everything that's necessary. I don't know. Can you mm-hmm. speak to that just as a parent? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, you always say everything so gorgeously. <laughs> I always love to, because <laughs> it, it's exactly what you said. It is, we, and I, and it's possible that people have noticed this at work and they may not notice it at home or maybe vice versa, or maybe they're all at home or all, whatever, whatever everyone's circumstances. We, when, when we are not full of ourselves, right, we cannot show up fully for anyone we love. Mm. So there's an aspect of when we say be present or practice being in the present moment, right? Which is a beautiful thing when we have children at home to be really with them in the moment where they're discovering themselves and we're discovering ourselves and we're laughing or we're crying or whatever we're doing. That present moment is more attainable when we are more enriched of our bodily substance. So there's, there's a mind, body, spirit aspect of that. And none of those things are exempt from our sort of our well, our well-being. Uh, let's say we had like a, a satchel, like <laughs> in my satchel, all three of those things have to be there. Like you on the table, we can't take one away. You can't say, well, I'm not going to work on who I am in my mental well-being, I, but if I'm physically strong and healthy and I have a great connection with whatever spirit means to me. And let's just say that means some belief in something that's not just myself. Cause that could be, you know, the gamut of beliefs, yeah, including science, whatever that is, you can't just pull mental off or you can't be like, but I'm so mentally well. And then be like, who cares about my physical well-being or who cares about my spiritual well-being? Because we will not be present. Yeah. We will not be full of our, our whole self, our whole capacity, our, we are a mind, body, spirit. We are not capable actually of being two out of three or one out of three. And so that's a lot of what being present means is I have enough physical substance, mental well-being or emotional well-being and spiritual connectedness, whatever that is to something greater than just myself that ha- and I'm inspired because really what we could say as spiritual well-being is I'm inspired. And remember that when we take a breath, we're, we're, it's an inspire. It's I'm, 
I'm taking, it's an inhale. Yeah. We inspire and then we expire the air we don't need anymore. So this is about feeling inspired, whatever that means to the person. That's really what I feel we mean when we say spiritual wellness is I'm an, I'm generally an inspired person. Yeah. Well, and so interconnected, don't you think? I mean, the mind, body, spirit, and I do, I feel like, um, just growing up in our culture in the United States that oftentimes we think that, um, we run everything with our mind and that our body is just a mechanism within which we live. We give the brain all the credit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. don't maybe, I mean, a lot of people are connected to their spirit, but some people are not and don't realize that that's an right. interconnected, that there are three parts to, to a person and that you, those parts are yeah. all connected and that yeah. they all play a role with each other. Really? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so it's important that we're able to look at ourselves that dynamically in that exploration. You mentioned that we, we know ourselves as those three things even if we're just waking one up for the first time in a while, yeah. our kids, especially our young ones, they're, they haven't figured out that they can accidentally separate those three things. And, and it's, of course, it's depending on the, on the being right. Like their life experience, because at some point between usually the ages of like zero and seven to eight, children have an experience in life that has them start to recognize that they, they might be, they could put themselves in parts. Um, and that could be that they fell off their bike and broke their leg. And it was like a really big deal um, because then they couldn't play that summer the way they wanted to. And that was the thing. And it affected their emotions, even though their leg was fine. It could be a trauma that they experienced in, in their life experience of any kind, medical, familial, anything. Um, and it could just be from kind of engaging in, in normal kids stuff as you learn to like make friends and like, like your teachers don't like your teachers, you're allergic to strawberries, whatever. And so, but children by nature up until about seven or eight, unless there's been some kind of event in their life, they're, they're kind of whole, they, they are connected. They're inspired. They're enthusiastic they move their emotions pretty quickly and they're substantive most of the time. Unless again, if they have a medical condition, most children, even if they do have a medical condition, a lot of children are pretty substantive. Like, you know, a lot of us, not all children, but they'll get a cold and we'll get a cold and who's done faster is most of the time, the little, the the littler kid, They, they just, they're, energy moves quickly. Their bodies, they're designed to do that. That's why they grow so fast. So if we are feeling in ourselves as adults and parents, like maybe I'm not fully present. Maybe I don't feel like the best possible version of myself right now, my most optimal self. And we look at our children. They're good teachers for this to remind us which part of myself may I have accidentally forgotten to change the light bulb on. Yeah. Right, Like, because life is life and like the dishes pile up and the laundry piles up and we have obligations and we have to remember the dentist appointments. And, you know, if we're working, we're dealing with traffic or lunches or whatever uh, meetings, and we can forget to change our own light bulbs in one of those places. And it goes dim, but our kids can reflect back to us that. Don't you think though, like, cause I feel like from my own journey, I don't know about from yours, but I feel like my journey kind of, 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 um, illness in my 20, that basically it reminded me that my mind, body, and spirit are all interconnected and that they all affect each other, Yeah, you know? And I think that I had separated that as a, that like my mind, that they were separate, that my body was separate from everything and that it could just, you know, it would experience illness no matter, you know, that that was just something that it experiences. And I think when you're talking about Mm -hmm. kids, like they haven't forgotten that their mind, spirit, and body are interconnected yet. And so, yeah. Right. And they don't, maybe they don't even believe, or they, the concept of illness and not getting better hasn't even come to the forefront for a lot of them, you know, at all. Absolutely. And actually that you bring that up, like a good example of this is when you have a a younger child who tells you they have a bellyache or a headache and they may not, but they're upset about something and how they communicate that is I have a bellyache. It's like they have an emotional bellyache or a spiritual bellyache, even if, they didn't eat something funky. So listening to that 
take them seriously. Like what's happening with them holistically, because they're showing you by saying that I'm a whole, I'm a whole person here. Yeah. Already. I'm a whole person. I just don't know how to tell you what's going on with me. Yeah. It could be, they actually have a bellyache, like for sure. And a physiological manifestation of, you know, like too many, too many lollipops from the birthday party. Sure but it may actually be emotional or spiritual. So yeah, I also had gotten separated myself and myself. That's how I got here into this work. And yeah, you and I have talked about that about, but I did also not remember that when I was in my late teens and twenties. And I learned that when I went to see a nutritionist and a therapist, um, this was before I discovered acupuncture, I started to put that physical and mental back together. Mm-hmm. I hadn't gotten to the spiritual part yet at that time. Yeah. I was spiritually, I knew I was spiritually ailing. I just didn't know what to do about it, but I also had ended up in puzzle pieces Yeah, myself. Absolutely. How do you think on your journey that you, that you kind of came back to that mind and body are connected and how do you like, how could we help other yeah. parents and pe- like to, to see that and to understand that like their emotions, their body, mm-hmm. their thoughts, like everything is there. Everything is so interconnected. So connected. So, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll speak to two aspects of that. One is when I'm teaching acupuncture students, and this is very explicit in a classroom teaching students, Chinese medicine, and it's a little less explicit in a treatment room when I'm teaching patients, but the, like your body believes everything you tell it. That is true. <laughs> That's how interconnected we are. It's like a universal truth. Wait, wait, wait. Say, and that, I don't say, say that one statement again, because I, I just feel like that, that was like, you can go so deep into that. Yeah. My body believes everything I tell it. Truth. Truth. Yeah. And, and I will, I will very seldom say always it's, it's a, I don't use that word a lot. I don't believe like, I don't believe everyone needs the same food or like always everyone should take vitamin D or I'm just like, no, not everyone. Yes. All of our bodies believe what we tell them. That's for me, a universal truth. That's how connected we are. And that feedback loop is two ways. My body's also constantly telling my consciousness things. So it is a two-way, it's a two-way communication loop. So I'll say that, and then I'll give you the example of how I started to get that in myself. I suffered a long time from initially like anxiety attacks and then panic attacks, and they are not the same thing. Um, and this is how actually I ended up eventually getting into acupuncture school was because in my late twenties, the, the anxiety and depression that I'd had for years in my life off and on that was managed sometimes with medication, sometimes with food. I started to learn things about food and my, my anxiety response in my early twenties. And that was like a, it was like one little synapse or something that got made in my brain. Like, Oh, when I eat certain things, I don't feel emotionally well, that's interesting, but it still stayed a little bit compartmentalized in my youthful slash distraught self Mm -hmm. in my late twenties. I was having these big panic attacks and I had to like take off of work and like see a psychiatrist. And like, I was just completely upended. And at the same token, my digestion was also not working well, which was not new for me. And now I was having worse insomnia. I had also had as a younger person. So all my symptoms from being younger that I'd kind of managed as we often do in modern medicine, we start managing symptoms, not necessarily healing them, that management stopped working. Mm. There was a new deeper level of stuff. And I had to kind of take bigger, a bigger understanding of that. So when I was healing from those like panic attacks and they started to become more anxiety attacks again, and medicine was working and sleep was starting to work better. 
I had an experience one day where I was sitting at work <clears throat> and I, I felt this swell, the same thing I would get when I was about to go into this like full-blown anxiety attack because the panic attacks had stopped of like my heart starting to race and I started to sweat and I felt really alert and it came out of what felt to me like nowhere at the time, but I had been doing all this therapy and I was reading all these books and listening to all the things. And I sat, I was sitting at my desk and I said, I was having better self-talk. Okay. And this is where we come back to that body mind. We're always in communication with each other. And I thought, I was like, wait, oh, so I, I named it. It's like, my heart is racing. I am sweating. I feel hyper alert. I'm kind of sitting up in my chair. I was starting to like make bigger expressions on my face that I could feel because the surge in my chest was so prominent. And I noticed my emotional feeling of I'm nervous right now because this is what's happening in my body. So then I checked in, I was like, am I nervous? Like, did I just get upset about something? So I started talking to myself, like I named what was happening in my body. And then I checked in, what had I just been looking at reading, thinking about was I, what was happening in my mind? Did I think about something I'm betting? No. Was I listening to the news? No. I was looking at my computer. I'd like gotten off a call. I was looking at my computer, following up on that call. And actually I was doing something I was really excited about. I, I was like engaged in some planning for my students at the time I worked at a college. And I was like really enthusiastic about what was happening. And I thought, okay, so I'm not upset about anything with friends or family. I wasn't listening to anything upsetting. I didn't just read a bad email. I had a lovely call with the person I was speaking to. And then I was like, okay, am I tired? Did I eat lunch? What time is it? How much coffee have I like went through all these things that I had trained myself to check. Mm -hmm. Everything was fine. I had eaten. I was watered. <laughs> like I didn't have to pee. I was like, okay. I'm excited. And then I had this realization that I experience enthusiasm the same way I experience anxiety. Wow. It was the same physiology at that moment. And then I had a, like a swell of relief. It was like all the heat in my body got easier. My heart was still pounding, but I was comfortable with it because I was like, wow, I'm excited. Oh, excited and anxiety can look really similar depending on the mental content. That's interesting and new information for me about myself. It gave me, cause I was about to like whip out the Xanax. I was like, oh my God, I'm about to have like a full-blown anxiety attack in the middle of my workday. No, I was excited. And so I was healing so I could see that. But it would have been, and lots of people do this. They feel their body do this thing that they don't know how to name yet. And we call it anxiety, but maybe it's excitement. Maybe it's sadness. Maybe it's confusion. Maybe it's nervousness. Maybe it's fatigue. I mean, there could be, we could run the gamut. I told, I just said how it's like, I checked if I had to pee. I checked if I was thirsty. I checked if I was hungry. I checked if I was upset. I checked out what was happening in my environment. You know, I looked outside, nothing with the weather. It's like, I checked all the things. It was me. It was me being excited. And so when I got that, I started to realize that emotions and physiology are more complex than I had previously gave them credit for. So I hope that's a helpful example. It's a lot yeah. to digest, but that was my moment when the light went on and I was like, oh my God, I'm really whole. I'm a really complex, dynamic, interconnected being. Yeah. You know what I loved about the main thing that I, the like overarching thing that I heard in that was checking in and like mm -hmm. checking in with yourself and really mm -hmm. kind of, so how, um, cause you've been practicing wellness and well-being for a while, yes. how, what are the ways that we can check in with ourselves? The first one and the easy, it's not easy. Like it takes practice, but the easiest thing to say to myself is where do I feel that in my body? That's the first. So if we have a suddenly a story word, I'm anxious, I'm upset, I'm angry, I'm, I'm uh, confused. The first thing to make that connection again, to be able to check in and start making that loop work better is where do I feel that in my body? Yeah. And the, the next one would then be, if you happen to notice your physiology first is what am, 
what just happened? What was I just up to? What just happened in the last five minutes? Mm. And to check on, so we can do it both ways. But I think the first thing, because we are, and you said that this a few minutes ago, we're kind of like, we have a lot going on in the brain. And some of us have forgotten we're attached to the flesh suit. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not just about the brain. I mean, it's beautiful, the brain. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's not all about that. And so if, if my body is communicating all the time in my head and so is my mind, that is a loop. So it's like, where is this happening in my body? And then if it started in the body and you notice that like, oh, my knee hurts, like, oh my gosh, I have a pain in my yeah. belly. And, um, you know what, you know what I loved though, was that you were also kind of like, did I just read the yes. news? Like, did I, did I take in, you were like, what content did what I take in? Content? Because, That's you know, right. I don't think that a lot of us realize that those thoughts, like the thoughts that we're taking in affect us emotionally, that we're responding right. um, to them. And then, uh, like, I know if I take in news first thing in the morning, then my kind of my whole, I'm not as grounded. No, it, it, it puts a filter, you know, it would almost be like taking a pair of sunglasses that are a color, you know, like they're blue or they're green. And it's like, you're seeing everything through that. So if I wake up in the morning and I read the news, everything's coming through that, whatever my emotional response was to that good news, bad news. Yeah. But then if you're taking in, I mean, you can take in great thoughts. Like, I mean, I just did yeah. the episode on confidence where if I listen to songs that yeah. boost my con that are, I'm yes. taking in like stuff to boost my confidence, you know, that you can feel that difference of like the storylines that you're yes. taking in the words that you're yes. taking in. It's like almost like eating food, isn't it? Like what, like it content is. it's, it is food. Oh, I totally have said that for years. It's content. And I, I, again, I noticed that again in that time period, I was just telling you about where I used to watch soap operas at night. I'd get home really late from work, totally home late from work. I'd eat a late dinner. I'd watch soap operas. I'd go to bed late. I was consuming drama. So when I woke up, I was just producing it too. Yeah. It, it was like, I was just eating the drama. And so I always check with people when they're feeling like really upset. I'm like, what have you been watching, reading? talking about it's food. It is. It's food. Yeah. What comes in? Yeah. It, we are what we eat or we are what we eat eats. That's true. You know, it's funny because I was just thinking, I like, I've definitely watched shows in the past where like, you know, you'll listen to a story where there's like this drama in it. And then you, you could have watched it as a child and just believe that like, that's how people act or that's how this and that. And then you yes. see it later come out and you're like, and you're like, I didn't know I believed that. Like, but that the show yes. has like influenced my belief about it because I watched it as a kid, yes. you know? Yeah. It planted a seed that right grew. Yeah, totally. Totally. It did. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that to, to your point, that check-in process is like checking in with my basic physical needs, like food and water urination, pooping, like check it. Do you have to put, we could be totally frustrated and taking that on our children by accident or our spouses or, or anything. And then be like, yeah, because we haven't taken a breath and realized like, you just need to go to the bathroom and eliminate yes. like you're angry. Cause you have to eliminate and you haven't had a moment to just be in there. So it's like checking in with our physiological needs, like basics, bio stuff, and then it's like checking in with the environment, you know, like, what was I listening to? What music was on? Who was, who was I around? What was I watching, eating, reading? Like what was around me? And also like, what's the climate? Like, like I'll have a lot of days where I'm like, I'm really cranky. And then I love a good rainy day, but man, I'm cranky sometimes on a rainy day mm. actually. And sometimes I just will wake up kind of moody and cranky and I'm like super affected by that. And so I'll look outside and if it's cold and rainy, oh, I'm even worse to be around. And as soon as I notice there's an environmental factor, yeah, I, we are nature. We are part, we are yeah. all made of the same stuff. We're going to respond what's happening in nature. So it's like, are you excitable because you got overheated and the heat in your office is like a little too high or yeah. standing in front of the stove in the kitchen and you've just gotten like hot and it's coming out as irritation, you know, or yeah. So it's checking that. And then it's checking our emotional state. Like, what was I, 
I was just thinking, maybe I was just thinking about this like wonderful thing that happened with a friend last week. And that influences how we feel. Maybe I was thinking about a conversation I don't want to have with a sibling or a aunt or an uncle or a you know, and you're like, Oh, so yeah. yeah. Checking, that's how I check in those things. Well, so I think like once you identify it, cause I think that you're really good at this. So once we've identified kind of how we're feeling and yeah. where we're, where we're at in terms of our own physicality, then can we, can we shift it though? Like we've checked in, we've noticed it. Really? Cause I feel like once yeah. that it's easier, once we've identified where we're at, yeah. and I know that you're really good at like taking care of yourself after you've done Thank that. You. And how can we take care of ourselves and get back to the health and the well being? Yeah. Right. Yes. In a lot of ways, this, I think for everyone listening, we will recognize this as parents. Cause we, a lot of us do it instinctively with our kids. Like we notice they're cranky or uncomfortable and we like have them drink some water or have them do some downtime. So it's the same thing. It's giving ourselves permission to do then what's needed next. Now, sometimes the circumstance doesn't allow for an immediate caretaking moment, right? Yeah. Like, especially if if you're you're stuck in traffic. Yeah. If you're like on your way to soccer practice, in traffic, when you have that moment that like you need to poop or you didn't drink enough water today and you don't have a water bottle or you're upset with your mom also, like you, you're not going to call, we're not going to call and sort that out with grandma, right? The second in the car on the way to soccer practice or, but there's an element of just permission to acknowledge that's what's happening. I think that's the first thing that has, it's like check-in, right? Where do I feel that in my body or what, what just happened? And then it's permission for acknowledgement. Okay. I'm super dehydrated right now. Yeah. Or I'm really worried because I really don't like what's happening with my kid and their teacher right now. And I'm completely consumed with it. Right. I mean, that's one I think a lot of us can recognize or whatever it was. And just taking a breath to be like, ah, yes. I am a complex creature experiencing (laughs) this thing. Just, okay, that's happening. And then the next thing is, what can I do about this right now? So it may be asking for space. It may be stopping for water. It might be, I'm not cooking dinner tonight because I'm exhausted. So I'm calling for the pizza. Yeah. You know, it might, it's, it's the next thing is what will lighten my load. Yes. So I can come back to myself and it may be letting go of something. I love that. Releasing things is so powerful. Releasing. And it may be doing, it might be like doing, like I'm going to bed early or I say to my partner, I'm really out of sorts and I need to move my body. I need to get to a yoga class tonight. Mm -hmm. What can we do about that? Yeah. So sometimes it's doing, and sometimes it's being, yeah. My go-to is walking, just walking in nature, like being like, I need a walk. Like I can mm-hmm. see that I'm in this physical state. I need to go take a walk and be away from everybody. Right. You know, just be in mm-hmm. nature, reconnect, be myself with being my, be in myself with nature, yeah. be quiet in myself with nature. Yeah. Some people it's running, some people it's meditation, some people it's prayers, you know, sometimes it's the nap. Um, there are a lot of things to do or not do. And it may not be immediately accessible, but that, that moment, that permission of acknowledgement can buy us a little time on what then do we do yeah. to come back to ourselves and fill up our tank. I also love that. Like when you check in and that then you can be maybe more gentle with yourself because you see what's going on and you're like, Oh, okay. This is going on. Like there's some soothing there, you know, of like, it's okay. You're okay. Like we're, you know, Mm -hmm. and we can take care of this in a little while. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, and we would do that. Most of us do that instinctively with our children. Like it's okay. When we get there, we'll get to the bathroom. It's okay. We'll get a band-aid. It's okay. We'll talk to so-and-so or we'll talk about how you fix it with your friend. We have, when we're okay in ourselves, we have an incredible amount of patience to offer to our children when they are in that rub with themselves mm. and they want to fix it right now. And we somehow come to the table with this, you know, patience power. Yes. Like, Hey, it's okay. 
we can get from the place where you fell off your bike all the way up the street and get the bandaid. You're okay. Yeah. We don't always offer that same compassionate, gentle patience to ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel um, like since we have you on today, I'm going to switch the topic just a little bit. I have, we, I just feel like we need to hear about acupuncture from you and how it can be of Mm -hmm. service to us and how Mm -hmm. we can utilize that as parents, like with, for ourselves, for our children. Can you just speak to, yeah. So I'll first say that acupuncture is for everyone who wants to do it. So if you have a willing child and they're having a difficult time with their physical, like their physicality or their emotional well-being, or there's something spirit level going on or some combination, it's safe for kids. It's safe for infants. I've treated infants. I've brought my, when my daughter was an infant, I had her treated and it's safe for everyone. And when I say that, I mean that if for some reason you have a very specific ailment that your provider, like someone like me, if you came in to see me and I was like, "Mm, this isn't the right modality for you. I would let you know there are not that many. And the reason that is, is because this was the only medicine of Asia for thousands of years. So it's made just like allopathic medicine that we have now access to here. Um, It's made to treat everything and everyone because that was the medicine of the land for thousands of years. So everything from common cold to something much bigger, like cancer or autoimmune condition or something like that. You have an injury, your child has an injury. Maybe you have a child who is a really committed athlete and they've injured themselves and they, you want to speed that up. So there's a lot of things that acupuncture can help. And it's not always just the needles. There's, if somebody doesn't like the needles part, there's acupressure, there's movements we can do and teach people. There's herbs, there's food therapy. Um, there's lifestyle things that most people are not familiar with. So that's all part of there's body work. There's all, it's all kind of falls under what we call acupuncture. Um, really we're saying East Asian medicine, Chinese medicine, where it's, it's a comprehensive medicine system. And so Really, you can take any ailment and what this does when we put, when we place those needles or we prescribe those herbs, or we're talking about food as medicine, for example, we're really saying to the body, Hey, I know you forgot for a minute how to do this thing, like breathing without asthma. Like I know you forgot, but it's possible. Let's remember how to do that the needles, the herbs, the food, the body work, it cupping, it's all to help the body get itself unstuck. So you speak to the body and then the body kind of handles that mind, body, spirit connection, because we are all one thing, but you're kind of coming in on the body and you're ask, you're saying with these different parts of this modality, come back to the best balance you are capable of. It's a self-regulating medicine in terms of the acupuncture part. We know which points tend to do which things that help the body refresh its system. It's almost like when you reboot your computer, you know, like I just did this the other day, like I wiped my phone out to factory settings because it was glitching and acupuncture has an element. I mean, I'm trying to, is, is it this? No. If you went and studied philosophy, no, this is not exact, but for our Western thinking mind, <laughs> it's a good metaphor for like, let's, let's wipe that thing out. Let's kind of reset. Let's come back to our optimum setting here of things. Our body knows how to do and maybe forgot because injured or it got scared or it got tired or whatever the case may be. And so in that regard, it's very different than say a prescription medication, which will sort of make a control panel on a function of your physiology, including, including our, um, emotional chemicals. It's, it's putting a control function on that. This is a little bit different. It's sending a message to the body to do it itself. Okay. So if we have a common cold and we use certain points, we're saying to the body, you need to push this back out to the exterior to get rid of it sneeze it out, sweat it out, 
rash it out, push it out. We may use needles that says, uh, let's remember how to rest so we can calm the heart down and calm the mind down, things like that. And in that regard, it is for everyone. And so I think folks who are feeling burnt out, anxious, depressed, um, dealing with aches and pains that are keeping them from showing up fully for their families. This is a great place to start. That's awesome. I, I, I mean, I think that sometimes we forget that our body can heal itself and that it has the natural, mm-hmm. it has the ability to go back to its well being, And that like, I mean, I know from like, as a nurse that like your body has the ability to break up plots. Right. And like that, you don't have to have mm-hmm. medication to do that. Like your body has mm-hmm. the ability to get rid of colds. You don't have to take medication in order to get rid of colds. You know, the body does right. have the capability to heal itself, but we often forget that. And, yes. um, I think that like what you said, what we tell the body is truth sometimes, right? Like, so if As we, if we, we make we, truth, we make truth. Yeah. So it's really important how we talk to ourselves about what we want out of our health and wellness. And it's important how we talk to our children about that because they'll believe their bodies are going to believe us too. And in what you just said that healing itself, yeah, bodies are really smart. Like bodies do some, what seem like really wacky things to keep us safe too. They also make little barriers so that we don't injure ourselves more when we kind of are operating in, in an, compartmentalized moment. Um, it's why sometimes you can kind of power through the headache or it's designed for survival. You know, we're designed to survive. So sometimes because we have a belief about what survival looks like right now, our bodies will follow and they can do some really wacky stuff. And and that can be undone. That can be undone when we start engaging ourselves in that holistic way again. Yeah. Can you go more into the self-talk? Like, I know we've talked about it a couple of times yeah. within the, sure. yeah. I mean, just the self-talk for our kids, for us, it's just so important. Yeah. Well, let's use one like, um, okay. This, my daughter got actually like full. She got so upset with me last night about this. So she was crying for real. And then it sounded very much like she was faking it. Like we just kind of like tipped over into that zone and I made the fatal parenting error of like calling her on the faking. And I was like, Oh, jokingly, I thought I was like, Oh, now you're just being a faker. Well, my poor sensitive, wonderful, brilliant (laughs) little person. Um, she was just so raw in that moment that when I was like, you're, you're faking it. She, all she heard me say was, Like that was all she heard. And she was like, you called me a faker. You think I'm a faker. (laughs) She's very, no, not all my, my child has an unusual capacity to tell me exactly what she's thinking and feeling. She's like, it's like her superpower. So some kids will tell it to you in different ways. Mine straight up gave it to me in plain English, but, um, I was like, oh my God, I did I didn't say she's like, you didn't say you're being a faker and you're using fake crying. You said you are a faker. Wow. Look at her and distinguishing that, that language. Yeah. yeah. And because I have said to her a gazillion times, and so is my husband, and we try and say to each other, like, she was the other day, unrelated to this, doing something obnoxious. And I did not have the space for it. And I was like, you're being obnoxious right now. She didn't like it, but she heard me, but it was, you're being not, you're so obnoxious. That, that, that is for example, when we're speaking to our kids or ourselves, like if you say to yourself, if you're in the kitchen or you're, I don't know, in the car anywhere and you say, gosh, I'm so stupid. I forgot the Gatorade. Mm -hmm. What does your body think now? And what did your kids just hear? You're an idiot. You're stupid. And you are not. You are brilliant and amazing. Every single one of you listening right now is like phenomenal. So no, we don't talk to ourselves that way. You know, I'm so, I'm so lazy. Yeah. I'm a fatty. Um, I'm a terrible mom. The I am is very powerful. Then, mm-hmm, it's an identity mm-hmm, statement. It mm-hmm. goes into your body and it becomes, 
And so the being, Mm -hmm. I am being a fake, that is a state, state, that's a conditional state that you're doing versus the I am, and which is an I, yeah. Right. I am being, you know, there, yeah. Am I being lazy some days? Absolutely. That's okay. I am feeling lazy today. I'm feeling totally stupid that I forgot the Gatorade. Yeah. I do feel stupid when that happens sometimes, but I'm not stupid and neither is my kid. And so this, I think in our languaging, is one of the most important places to start. Where could we go from there? So many places, but in the languaging of, you know, who are we, you know, even statements like, um, boys are more energetic. I mean, what are we telling everyone? Right. Boys don't listen. Girls are mean. We could have a whole thing on gender, but okay. Another day, but that's not helpful for kids. And they hear us say it. I can't wait to drop them off with grandma and have a kid-free weekend. What do you think they hear? You know, it's like, that's not what I want my child to hear. Even if it's, even if I need that and it's okay to need that. It's how we say it. I need a break. I'm overwhelmed. Not, I can't wait to get rid of my kid. <laughs> what I was gonna, one of my big ahas was like, okay, beliefs matter. They shape your world and they shape your life. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the fact that like beliefs are just thoughts that we keep rethinking and keep yeah. thinking like nonstop over and over again. Mm-hmm. So that idea yeah. of like boys are more energetic, right? Mm-hmm. That's just a, a thought that we keep thinking as a society that's become our belief. And when mm-hmm. it's a belief, you're looking for evidence of it. So mm-hmm. we think that the boys are just more energetic, mm-hmm. but maybe it's not necessarily true. I know out of my three children, my first daughter was the most active wow. in my belly, the most <gasps> like, you know, and she yeah. still is, she's the most active in our household. Yeah. And so, but you know, and I think it's important for yeah, people to that see we- that, that those They're are just, just thoughts, thoughts that, become, that you keep and we reinforce them. But then we also may think that if we, let's say we have a, a child who happens to be a boy who isn't, that's not his expression. And now we think something's wrong with him and we speak into yeah. that. So it's like, these, these yeah. are the things I think about language that we want to find the places where we're ising. We're making yeah. is is out of everything. And have you like, I noticed that that actually plays into my health as well. Mm -hmm. Like that can play into like my sleep deprivation Mm -hmm. with the kids. It can play into like different, because I'm creating Mm -hmm. more of what Mm -hmm. that is when I'm thinking that, because I'm acting that out, I'm responding to that. That's my vibration. So it just makes more of the same. So this is where I think it's, you know, when we, especially to kind of like loop it back with like beliefs and well-being is like if I woke up tired right I am tired versus I'm feeling really tired the two ways we could talk about it uh I think we have an opportunity to say how do I want this day to go and really checking in it's like am I I'm feeling fatigued so wouldn't would movement help Or do we need to have a quiet day? Which of these things matches this particular kind of fatigue I'm having or my kids are having or my spouse is having or whatever. And kind of being able to discern that instead of just being like, I'm so blank and then just creating more of that without sort of a mindful opportunity to say, how do we really want to, how do we want to feel into this today and see what really serves Um, And what are we going to create out of how everyone is feeling and doing? Uh, So, I mean, you just brought it back to you. You're checking in. I'm tired, right? Like what we were talking about before, checking in, I'm tired. And you said, I have the power to shift this. I'm going to create a different intention for my day. Cause I don't like, I mean, I could say I am tired and be tired all day. Mm -hmm. Or I can create a different intention and say, mm-hmm. how can I shift this movement mm-hmm. would really help me today. Movement would really help me today, you know, or we could all use, it could be a board games day. It could, it, it's, it's like, which, what are we going to do with this? And, you know, there's something to honoring 
that there may be some fatigue and maybe it's not a movement day. Maybe it is a rest day, but it's like, what are we going to create around that? Are we going to be like sloggy and cranky and about it? Yeah. Are we going to be like, sh- show through our own actions and communication start to, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling really tired today. Um, I'm going to do some stretching and see how I feel. And then let's design the day based on how we're all feeling. So everyone gets their needs met. I may need some more rest. Maybe my kids still need to run around. It is a creation. And I think I love how you're always talking about co-creating because how we, one of the greatest things about what our generation has available to us in this sort of like wellness boom that we have happening right now, granted it is living alongside working ourselves out of this sort of pandemic thing that we're still dealing with. So I don't want to like pretend that's not there. Well, Anna's our healthcare system collapses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought of that. Like, Thank dynamic you. Also there. Wow. That, I know I'm like, oh, I don't want to be too heavy, but yes. Also that, yeah. um, wow. where as we kind of have a lot of folks interested in wellness night is to really like teach our children what we're trying to learn in ourselves now. If I'm attempting to learn how I talk to myself and check in with myself, I could do that with my children too. And maybe when, you know, my biggest hope, I mean, she'll be on her own journey. It's like, I'm about to turn 42. Is that when my daughter's 42, some of her health stuff will have been less difficult because she'll have learned some of it before I did. Yeah. Um, You know, so it's like, I now, when she has a big emotional moment, I check in with her. Have you had water today? Are you hungry? Are you tired? Are you hot? Are you cold? Do you need to pee? Do you need to poop? Did something happen with a friend? Did something happen with your teachers? What happened in your day? And looking for the plate, like I'm, I'm saying it over and over again to her, wishing into hopefully reality that she will then learn to ask herself when I'm not sitting there. Am I thirsty? Am I hungry? And when she does do that, like yesterday, uh, Then the fake crying moment that did not go so well. (laughs) I did finally say to her because I, um, she does need to regulate her blood sugar. Sometimes I was like, I mean, I like gave her a snack and then I like shoved a lollipop at her of all things. I mean, yeah, I know I'm a wellness pro. I was like, you need, we, we had to get dinner together and I didn't have time in the like breakdown we were in the middle of and how long it was going to take to get normal, real food in her. And I'm like, you need to put this in your mouth. And she's like, why are you giving, you know, she's still mad at me. Why are you giving me this lollipop? Like, yes. And I was like, kiddo, I love you. Put this in your mouth. You're not regulated and your body is freaking out right now. So put this in your mouth so we can get regulated and then we will get to dinner. And she was like, fine. You know, it's like, but did it work? It, worked. it did. <laughs> It worked. I like forced, forced water on her, you know, and she was I also like, yeah, feel like, you just can't be upset with a lollipop in your mouth. Like if you, you have a lollipop think. in your mouth, you can't, you can't be upset because you, you have a lollipop in your mouth. It's delicious. I mean, you would think in here, I'm like, oh my God, I just like literally handed her a spoon of corn syrup. But I was like, oh my gosh, she's like popping out of her seams. And I got, I understood why, like she ate lunch and then she ran around and ran around and sweated and sweated and she didn't eat enough snack. And here we were at like, six o'clock yeah. and she just couldn't do it anymore. And so, you know, it was like, I start and I gave it to her and, and she was like stomping around, she put it in her mouth and like, we got in the car to go to dinner and, and then a few, like she, maybe she sucked on that lollipop for a few moments. And then she just got really quiet and like picked up a book and there was no more yelling and screaming. And it's like, okay. You know, I, what I love, what I love about the story. And then also just about, um, is teaching our children to check in that we can teach them to check in with themselves, to check into their emotions, their thoughts, to check into their body, say, where does that hurt? And really kind of like, you know, and I don't always do this, but I've heard some really, like, I've heard a practice that I really want to start doing, which is kind of just like letting them touch their heart and saying like, what is going on with me? You know, like what is going on with me? Yeah. So good. And then also to know that like they can create that, like, even though that that is currently going on with them in that moment, that they can create something different. Like, I think that we so often think that we're just, um, I mean, I don't know that victim is the right word, but like a victim to our circumstances, whether or not it's to our health and Mm -hmm. 
this is how it's going to be. This is reality. This is how it's going to be. And we think that we can't change it, you know, but the reality is, is that that we are all creators and we can, if we create an intention for it to be yes. different, that it can and be the different. And we relate to it because some of that, you know, to use, it, it is it's a little bit of victimhood is um, how do I relate to the circumstance that it's a circumstance versus this is happening to me. And this is what it means about my life or my kid or myself or my marriage or my, this or my job. It's like, no, I don't have to let that circumstance define everything about me. And that's part of the health and well-being in it. Is changing the way we think about the circumstance, what's happening to yeah. me versus what's just happening. Right. So yeah. it's, it is, it's about, you know, the more we do that, the more we are by modeling, but also by is just teaching our kids how to do that. You know, like, and I point blank did say to her, like, you're not regulated right now. Your emotions are popping because your body is hungry. Like, and she was like, okay, fine. But I see this as like laying bricks on what she'll learn to do for herself when I'm not there to ask. Well, you know that I could talk to you all day. We could, but <laughs> like we can't we keep go, everyone we go on and on. all day long. I know. <laughs> it's been so much fun having Thank you, you yes, today. Ditto. And I can't wait to re-listen to this and edit it all and <laughs> just experience it Yay. again. Yes, it's t- it'll make me happy. Um, can you just tell our listeners where they can find yeah. you, where they can hear more about their, like how to learn more about yeah. their own health and well-being? Yeah, so anyone is welcome to join me on Instagram at reallyrachelb. I'd love to hear from you and you could tell me like what, what was helpful about this, what you need more of, like what did you get out of this conversation? I'd love to hear from people. Um, I'm there. I have a Facebook group called the unscripted insiders, which you're welcome to join for free. If you want to like be able to ask questions and have a community engage on that. And then unscripted is available everywhere. Everyone likes to listen and that has an RX in the middle. So it's unscripted. It's like U N S C R X I P T E D. So it's like, I mean, probably everyone will get the pun on that. Um, that's where I'm, we're talking about all kinds of things. And if somebody has questions that they want answered there, you can send them to me. I'd love to hear. And then we can, you know, find, um, find additional topics to get out to everybody. Yeah. That's awesome. And you have freebies too, right? That like people on your yeah. website and your, yeah. All you have to do is go to rachelbrumberger.com slash free. And there's some freebies there. There's a wellness checklist. There's, um, I have a couple of fun things there. I can't even remember now because I made a few, but there's, again, you can pick the one you want, or you could have all three. <laughs> That's so awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Rachel, for being on today. And uh, I love you so much. Thank you. I love you too, Rach. Thanks for having me. I hope you got so much out of that conversation between myself and Rachel. I don't know if you've experienced your mind, body, soul connection before, but it is, it's a magical thing. And I've had several experiences where I've had an illness or something, and I can really see that connection. And what's so neat about it is that you really have more power than you think you do, more power to decide how you want to feel and how you want to be in your flesh suit. So I just want to recap some of Rachel's points, because I think that they're so good. Number one, my body believes everything I tell it. That's huge. Number two, we are nature and we're going to respond to what is happening in nature. Number three, asking yourself, what will lighten my load so that I can come back to myself? I thought that was so good. And number four, sometimes it's doing and sometimes it's just being. Number five, we can be really patient with our children, but we don't always offer that same compassion and gentle patience to ourselves. It's just important to notice. Number six, acupuncture is for everyone who wants to do it. I honestly did not. I've done acupuncture before, but I did not know everything that you can use it for. And I didn't know that it included acupressure, herbs, and lifestyle things, which was really great information. Number seven, that you're resetting and coming back to our optimum setting. And number eight is that we can change the way we think about the circumstance, 
that what's happening to me versus what's just happening. I love how Rachel makes health and well-being just really accessible to everybody. So please go check out her podcast, go check out her website and grab her freebies. I hope you have a wonderful week. Please share the show with your friends. Please rate it, subscribe to it. That really helps us to get the word out about raising vibrant kids. Oh my gosh, do you see? I just love how she put that together. I, Rachel Blair, thank you so much for uh, giving this episode to us for the unscripted community. I wanted to say that again. And to my listeners, thank you so much for being with me on this journey. Thanks for listening today. I am excited every week to come back to you. So that's really fun for me. Please do let me know what of this was helpful, useful, what you want more of, what questions you have, and what stories you have that you want to share. You know where to reach me. Hello at rachelbrumberger.com and also on Instagram at reallyrachelb. I do look forward to hearing from you there. Let's connect. Have an amazing week. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Please remember to follow the show so that you get your fresh episode every single Monday. You just subscribe by hitting that little plus sign in your listening app. We're available everywhere you like to listen. If you have time to rate and review Unscripted, that would be amazing. Share your favorite episode with a friend. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks for tuning in to Unscripted. This is your weekly dose of real talk, deep love, and medicine. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. You take care.